Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
you know, I must have been listening to that record for 40 years, and I only just found out last week that uh, Boz Skaggs used to be a guitarist in the Steve Miller Band. You know, the band that brought us uh, a big song called The Joker? Yeah, that, that was after his time, mind you. But there you go, you see, you live and learn. Every day is a score day, isn't it? I'm Eddie Crampton, this is two hours of 70s soul, funk and disco, and today's uh, celebrity chat, today's interview is with the lovely Millie Jackson. So <laughs> get ready for that. She'll be along in around 15 minutes' time, and three great songs from her too uh, and then in the second hour of the show we've got the brand new release of the week which is actually a long-awaited reissue of a song that started to get triple figures rare pleasure and let me down easy has been re-released i'm going to tell you more about that as i say in the second hour of the show right now they've got music from florence miller from Laron baker and this from cheryl Bedell. Oh 
I don't know anything whatsoever about Laurent Baker. All I can say is, as far as I can gather, he only produced that one single and it was a self-penned song. I can't believe that something could be so good and just be out there on its own. There's bound to be a follow-up. So if anybody can shed a light, then please email me uh, at at shinyl, S-H-I-N-Y-L dot co dot U-K. Somebody else I know very little about recorded 245s on the New York P&P label, not to be confused with P-A-P. This is Florence Miller and a B-side called The Groove I'm in.
initially recorded for Spring Records, you know, under the title of a band called Act One. And then, um, don't know, the upstumps from Spring and went down to Miami, Florida and uh, joined with um, TK Records. Absolutely. And became um, Special Delivery. Great, great song. This kind of love right here on the 70s Soul, Funk and Disco show. Now, another lady who was heavily embroiled in Spring Records for a lot, a lot of years is the fabulous Millie Jackson. Going to be talking to her on the phone in just a minute as soon as we've heard this classic song. Take it off my hands right now. 
Bond live on the line. I've got singer, songwriter, producer, actress, to name but a few of your talents, Millie Jackson. Welcome to England. Hey, I didn't realise I had all those titles. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess if you've been doing it as long as I've been doing it, you're supposed to have a few of them, huh? Yeah, I don't think there's many things in the music industry you haven't done either. But uh, you, you started out growing up in New Jersey, didn't you? You be- began life on a farm and relocated to New Jersey shortly after. That must have been a real culture shock. Or were you too young to remember? Uh, when you go to the beginning, you really want to go to the beginning, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I was in New Jersey, but I was not singing then. My dad went to New Jersey because his sister and her family was moving and he was supposed to be going to help drive. Right. And would be back in two weeks. Oh, right. Well, evidently he likes New Jersey because he never came back. <laughs> I see. So, so what age were you then? Uh, 14, I think. Right. Because I arrived in New Jersey on my 15th birthday. I see. I see. And when you got there, you got yourself a job, didn't you? you oh, yeah. You, you were working as a waitress? Weren't you the first yeah. black waitress in the restaurant? That was at Shrouds, the candy people. Yeah. They had 129 restaurants in New York. Uh-huh. Yes. So I had a job working for Shrouds at 556 Fifth Avenue. Wow. I mean, as a teenager growing up in New York City, you must have been exposed to so much great music. And your dad was a music lover as well, wasn't he? Wasn't he a bit of a record collector? I was the record collector. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, the company in Nashville, they played music late at night, okay. and they put together packages of R&B music All right. that yeah. they, they could sell to the public. So since my daddy made corn liquor and our <laughs> house was the party house on <laughs> Friday and Saturday... Got yeah. I was the one to order all the music. Wow. Sounds like a great night. <laughs> a great upbringing. Um, so, I mean, you got work, uh, I say you started as a, as a waitress. You also got work as a model, didn't you? Got published in some yeah, magazines. Brief, briefly, yeah, for Jet Magazine. Yeah, and Sepia, and Jive. Yeah, yeah, Jive. So ha- how did that opportunity well, that arise? all the same company. Oh, right, I see. So how did that opportunity arise then to become a model? remember all i know is they took my picture and put me in the magazine with a bathing suit on and Uh, i don't remember how i met the guy that did it never mind never mind you started uh, singing in new york city in a club can you tell me about that Uh, the palm cafe in harlem that was a bet Uh, right a bet okay uh my co-workers at Shrouds, we used to go to 125th Street on Thursday nights because they had the Lester Young Band. Right. And so we would have a party among ourselves and anybody could go up and sing. Well, this woman, with this girl, Lise, she went up and was singing with Lester Young's and I was talking about how bad she sounds. Right. And my group of people bet me that I couldn't sing better, that I wouldn't go up and sing. So I went up and asked Lester, could I sing? And he let me sing. Uh, he played Benny King, Don't Play It No More. Oh, right, yeah. 
sang it, and there was a man having dinner in the other side of the club who hired me to do a gig. Fantastic. Was that the chat from the Crystal Ballroom? Well, yeah. That's how I ended up working the Crystal Ballroom the next week. <laughs> well, it might have been two weeks. I don't remember. Yeah. But it was right down the street anyway from yeah. the place that I was at. Well, that was a bit of a baptism of fire, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess because the Crystal Ballroom was right down the road, was right down the street, uh, that's why he was eating. He worked the Crystal and right. he'd go right down the street mm-hmm. and have dinner. Yeah. Uh- and on the stage, I think to ease your nerves, you got quite a bit of interaction with the audience, hadn't you? That must have been quite fun. Well, I always did that. You know, it was like, if I can't think of anything, I, I do it now. <laughs> if I see that the audience is getting involved, I get involved with the audience. Lovely. So, it was a few years on, but how did you come to the attention of MGM Records? Because you caught a track for them in 69, didn't you? Yeah, well, that's because the guy who had the band at the ballroom was a producer. That was Billy Nichols. Right. Yeah. And he had a manager that he introduced me to that wanted to record me, and they recorded me. Little bit of something's worth more than a whole lot of nothing now. That's right. And and the flip's not off bad either, is it? My heart took a licking. But it kept on ticking. Yeah. Um, but you only made one record with MGM, and then you decided to uh, up stumps and move to Spring. What uh, what drove yeah. that, please? Billy Nichols and his manager took me to Spring. Right. So your first uh, single on, uh, on Spring Records was called A Child of God. Yeah. Uh, in fact, people got mad at Joe Simon. Why? Because he had it played on the gospel station. Oh. <laughs> he, he didn't listen to the words then, did he? And they saw a child of God in the gospel stations played it. Yeah. And they got mad at him and he was saying, ain't no need to be, in, it's, it's my fault that you don't listen to the whole song. Well, I mean, for, for any listener who's been living under a stone and perhaps has missed a child of God, it's, it's actually a social commentary on the problems of racial inequality, isn't it? It was um, a candid look at the uh, yeah. at daily life in, well, across America. Yep. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, that did really rather well. In fact, wasn't it the first record uh, pretty much with a spoken intro? Uh, it was quite quite groundbreaking from what I, uh, what I remember. I don't even remember. Mm, yeah. Great record. And you followed it up with uh, Ask Me What You Want and uh, or a song that is, let me tell you, an absolute for- well, floor filler to this yeah, day. Well, that, Billy Nichols and I wrote that. Right. Yeah, I guess I owe him my career, don't I? <laughs> not at all, not at all. I think he's been living <laughs> off your coattails. <laughs> no, no. He was a producer with Motown. Oh, right, yeah. So, yeah, Ask Me What You Want, top 30 in the pop charts, but the song that uh, really broke you over here is My Man a Sweet Man. Now, I know you're not ever so, ever so fond of the record, are you? But I can tell you, it's a guaranteed floor filler. It's every DJ's get-out-of-jail-free card to this day. Okay, all right. Well, that was Billy Nichols' production also, uh, and his manager. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I hated the song. <laughs> Just tell me, tell me why. Because, because I like talking garbage. Right. And the 
last thing in the world I wanted to do was say my man is a sweet man because I always talked about him. Okay. My notoriety was the fact that I would say the things about men that other women didn't have the nerve to say. All right, got you, yeah. Yeah, and there I am talking about my man is a sweet man. Yeah, not, not everybody's skipping through daisies, are they, oldie nuns? Yeah, yeah, and I remember saying, um, I do the song because it was a hit, and I had to sing the song, and then I go, my man is a sweet man, kind man, fine man, who gives an F? <laughs> Yep. That's how it always ends the song. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Fabulous. Didn't you also get um, Best Female R&B Vocalist from Cashbox Magazine? I think I was nominated, but I don't think I won. Uh, according, to my, according to my research, you did. <laughs> check, well, check the boxes uh, under your bed. Well, There'll be a trophy there somewhere. <laughs> well, it wasn't in America. Okay. Because I was mad... I was in the running with Aretha Franklin. Oh, right. No pressure and then. she won. Yeah. And she won for a song that shouldn't have even been nominated because it was two years old. Oh, goodness me. Yes. I'll I tell you what, one of my favourite songs, and well-received over here, is the Ashford and Simpson written song called Don't Send Nobody Else. What a beautiful okay, record. Yeah. I think you were the they first were one to record that. Hmm? They were friends of mine. Yeah. Yeah, if you can't come yourself... Don't send nobody else. Don't send nobody else. Yeah, beautiful record. And that got recently re-released, didn't it? On um, Ace Records, A.D. Crowsdale. Don't start me the line. I don't remember way back that. You you know you're going to 1969, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, OK, as long as you realise that. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> so tell me about Caught Up, the album Caught Up, two Grammy nominations. Well, Caught Up was something that, you know, was done because I had gotten around to actually performing on stage and, you know, and all of that. And, and with Caught Up being a live album, mm-hmm. you know, so I was basically putting on record what I was always doing on stage. Yeah. Yeah. But the album was like a bit of a concept album, wasn't it? Because all side one was um, from the, the perspective of a cheating husband's girlfriend, and all side two was on the, the perspective of the cheated wife. That's quite clever. Yes. That was my big idea. Yeah? Because I was co-producer of the album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know if you should probably thank Isaac Hayes for that. Oh, right. You mentioned Isaac Hayes. Um in 1979, you uh, you did a duet album with him uh, called Royal Rappings. How was that? I mean, he's the master of Silky Soul, isn't it? They're all lovely, snuggly yeah, songs. Yeah. Well, you know, it was like the fact that uh, he he was the male rapper and I was the female yeah. rapper, so we decided to put them together. And I called his manager and asked his manager about it, and he said, "Oh yeah, no problem." <laughs> Just like that, it was done. And with us being the professionals that we were, yeah. we went to muscle shows. Uh-huh. I booked the studio for a whole week. Right. Just so to get the vocals. I told, I said, well, I, you know, I don't know how to sing duets. I don't know the harmony part, so... 
This is going to take forever. He said, no, it won't. You sing, and I'll do the harmony to you. Right. It took, we did the whole damn album in two days. Wow. <laughs> one side one day, and the one other side the next day. Fantastic. <laughs> Lovely. Um, yep. You went treading the boards, didn't you? You you wrote a touring play and starred in Young Man, Older Woman. Yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah. Um, let's face it. If the idea comes up, I bring it out. Yeah, I've seen that. There's <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a theme running through your career. I got the idea and I did it. Yeah. Simple as that. It wasn't like I had to get anybody to sponsor me to do it. No. Because I had the money to do it myself, so case goes. Well, actually, it was quite um, a good marketing ploy, wasn't it? Because the play was built around your album for Jive Records. It broke box office records. Didn't it run for four years? The play? Yeah. yeah. It did uh, over about six weeks in New York alone. Yeah. And then we took it on the road, and the rest is history. You started performing a sequel, didn't you, or a subsequent soundtrack album? Uh, with it, it ain't over. Yeah. But it was over, wasn't it? It was. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that came to a rather abrupt end. Are you able to tell me about that? Uh, no, I really can't. <laughs> I think what really happened is the fact that the guy who did the promotion uh, and promoted the first one, yeah. I kind of fell out with him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you, you went back to recording, but this time you set up your own record label, didn't you? Weird Records. Yeah. How is that complete control? I mean, you've always uh, you've always had a large amount of control over your music, haven't you? Which is how you've been able to push the boundaries. But now, of course, you've got complete yeah. carte blanche. It's it's whatever I say now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think your most recent album is called Not for Church Folk, and I think the clue is rather in the title, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, are you in the studio? Yeah. Can we expect any new material from you? No. <laughs> right. Yeah. June 10th, Roger Redding called me last month and said, go ahead, cuss me out. Go on. I said, for what? <laughs> he said, because I'm broke. All right. I said, I should cuss you out because you're broke? He said, no, you should cuss me out because I booked a date for you without asking. <laughs> and he added $15,000 to my price. Ka-ching. <laughs> So, so where I went, okay, I, I called the band. I said, I think we're going to work June 10th. <laughs> Lovely. And where, where's the venue? Whereabouts is this, if people want tickets? What we're down the road in Georgia. Oh, right. Lovely. Yeah. Fabulous. Right, uh, Millie, thank you so much for the chat. Such an honour to speak to you. And uh, I wish you all the very best for the future and for your forthcoming thank gig. I'm sure there's going to be plenty more of them. Well, thank you. Thank you. Excellent. All righty. Thank you, dear. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Don't send me no postcards. Don't send me no letters. Ain't nothing you can do that'll make it any better. What I'm trying to say is, baby, if you can't. 
The lovely Millie Jackson with uh, the original version of a fabulous song, of course, from the Ashford and Simpson stable. Don't send nobody else. I'm Eddie Crampton. This is two hours of 70s soul, funk and disco. Got a, uh, a very popular song on the crossover scene from Wilson Williams in just a moment. Also, the gorgeous Dee Dee Warwick's on the way. But first, let's all have a sing along to Alfie. <laughs> I 
What a beautiful record. Just dipping into 1969 there, an album-only track from D.D. Warwick from the Foolish Fool LP. That's called Don't Pay Them No Mind. All too often, albums are just overlooked, aren't they? But there's uh, some great songs on there, if you'll only have a dig. Like this one from Wilson Williams. This is I Think It's Gonna Work Out Fine.
See it, baby? It's gonna be all right. Just you and me, baby. Taken from the 1978 album called Up the Downstairs, there's Wilson Williams right here on the 70s soul, funk and disco show. Now in just a moment I've got McFadden and Whitehead with a song, Legend Has It. They um, recorded it in one take and they made the lyrics up as they went along. Which one can it be? You'll find out in just a moment. Right now though, this is Best Friend Around. So good to know. So innocent as a small
Fabulous record and 40 plus years on, still getting regular players on commercial UK radio. McFadden and Whitehead with a song that, uh, incidentally. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. They recorded in one take in the studio. And when they went in, they got the music... They got all the uh, the scores written out, but they didn't have any lyrics, and the guys made it up as they went along. What a fantastic effort. Great, great song. Heard it in a love song right here on the 70s Soul, Funk and Disco show. Tonight's featured artist and celebrity chat has been from Millie Jackson. If you missed that, if you're late to the, to the show today, you can hear that again on my website, shinyl, S-H-I-N-Y-L.co.uk. Got another song from Millie in just a moment. Plus, the new release of the week is going to be Rare Pleasure and Let Me Down Easy, which has just been re-released. So uh, you don't need to be paying three figures for that seven-inch single anymore. We'll play that later on. Right now, Jeannie Tracy in just a moment. But first, The Independence with the lead vocals of Lou Curtin. This is I Love You, Yes, I Do. Oh, I 
look at me I just couldn't stand it without you Fabulous. Just going to prove that great soul music does not have to be expensive. There's the Independence featuring uh, drummer and lead vocalist, of course, uh, Lou Curtin of Heaven in the Afternoon fame. Great, great song. That's called uh, I Love You. Yes, I do. I've got lovely lady Jeannie Tracy coming in just a moment. But right now, I want to go to a song from 1976 that actually charted. And whenever I play this record, it's always a toss-up. Which side I play? Which one should I play? I really want to play both, but I can't. So I'm going to give you... um, one that's just edged it for me this is brown sugar and the game is over on the 70s soul funk and disco show
one minute 52 of absolute magic from a lovely, lovely lady. Of course, former interviewer on this show, Jeannie Tracy, and making new friends. Incidentally, she's got a brand new record out. You know, it's um, uh, in a collaboration with DJ Alter, and it's doing really rather well on the dance charts at the moment. If you get five minutes, check out DJ Alter and Jeannie Tracy and a record called High. And uh, let me know what you think. Now then, I've got the third and final track from tonight's uh, featured artist, Millie Jackson, in just a moment. But not before I play you the original version of a song made rather more famous by Just Stone. That song had really gone under my radar for so, so long. And I remember I was at one of the Sunday chill-outs. I think it might have been Ashby Connoisseurs at Ashby de la Zouche. And somebody popped that on the decks. And I'm sat there tapping along to it whilst I'm having a conversation. All of a sudden I'm thinking, 
this is not Joss Stone. Who's this? And then you find out that Joss Stones was not the original. And there we are, Sugar Billy from 1974. Super duper love right here on the 70s Soul Funk and Disco Show. Every day is a school day, isn't it? The more I know about music, the more I know that I'm only ever scratching the surface. <laughs> Randy Brown in just a moment. Tonight's featured guest, though, is Millie Jackson. And here she is with um, her version of a Benny Lattimore song. Oh! 
you know, the most difficult thing about choosing three of your favourite songs from Millie Jackson is just narrowing it down to three. It's so difficult. There's so many records I could have played instead of those three selections. Lovely, lovely lady. As I say, if you missed the chat in the first half of the show, you can listen to it again at my website, shinyl, S-H-I-N-Y-L dot co dot U-K. ZZ and company. Gwen McRae in just a moment right now. <laughs> One of my favourite people on the planet, the lovely Randy Brown. Oh! 
I was so looking forward to seeing her perform at Ronnie Scott's later this year, and it's been cancelled. Don't know why it's been cancelled, but I will make it my mission to find out, and more importantly, find out when she's rescheduled for lovely, lovely lady Gwen McRae right here on the 70s Soul Funk and Disco Show. I've got the new release of the week, Rare Pleasure, in just a moment. Uh, right now, ZZ and Company. 
Soul favourite from 79. Getting ready for the get down. ZZ and company, of course. I'm Eddie Crampton. This is two hours of 70s soul funk and disco. Now, uh, the new release of the week is actually an old release, but it's getting to be quite tricky to get hold of. It came out in 76 on the Sherry label and it's now fetching three figures, but it has been reissued on seven inch vinyl, so there's no excuse not to have one on your shelf. I'm playing Rare Pleasure. Let me down easy next.
See, if it had not been for the guys at Casa Vinyl, you'd be looking at spending between 100 and 200 pounds on an original copy of that. But now they're available for uh, significantly less. But only if you're getting quick, because uh, of course it's limited press. And when they're gone, they're gone. You can get yours at casavinyl.com. I've got Al Wilson in just a moment, Larry Houston as well. This is Let's Spend Some Time.
From the man who brought us songs like Going Through the Motions and of course The Snake. There's Al Wilson, You Did It For Me, right here on the 70s Soul, Funk and Disco Show. Got my favouritest ever song from Gladys Knight in just a moment. But right now, a lady who record on uh, mainstream records, which was primarily a jazz label up in New York City. This song, though, is most definitely not jazz. <laughs>
than me and still be human it's an impossibility remember the night I left Do you know Gloria Jones of Tainted Love fame wrote that song along with Pam Sawyer while they were uh, both writing at Motown, of course, back in 1971. And um, I met her, or got to spend some time with her when she was at Skegness at uh, Skegness Butlins in <laughs> 2018, I think it was. And she was telling me that uh, she heard that record during the weekend and the floor packed. And she couldn't believe it because that was the first time she'd heard that record since she wrote it 50 years ago. Of course, it was a B side, never got any air play so uh, there you go magical moment <laughs> absolutely right look we're getting to the end of the show i'm going to take us to the top of the hour with george benson and an album only song from him whatever you're doing this week wherever you're going be good play nice and whatever you do don't touch that dial so much more great music coming straight after this
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.